Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode number 20 of the Family Gathering Podcast. Bo and Roy, did you guys think we'd make it to 20 when we started this? Yes. <laughs> did you, Beezers? What, uh, what, what? What did you say? I, did I you just think heard, we would I make just it? Heard, yes. I thought, all right, I asked, did you think when we started our first podcast about five months ago that we would make it to 20 episodes? I, I was, oh, oh sorry. Um, I, I'm feeling, I was kind of feeling iffy. I thought it was going to, I didn't even really think it was going to last a whole summer. I thought it was going to last like a month and at the most like two months, but I'm really happy that it's been lasting longer and hope to continue. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so this week we watched Zootopia, which was Roy's suggestion. It's um, a, a Disney animated film released in 2016. It had a $150 million budget, box office, over, over a, a billion. billion dollars. Yeah. Damn, that's a boom. What were your guys' first impressions? Roy, let's go with you first. Well, me, I remember when it was coming out and they did a really good job advertising it. I just never saw it in theaters. And, um, one thing that did happen, spoiler, this is a spoiler podcast, I don't know why you'd be here, um, <laughs> the twist villain, I did know before the movie, because I'd watch YouTube videos of, like, top 10 Disney twists. Bro! That's brutal. But not to be that guy, I think I would have predicted it, because I just got that type of vibe from her, the whole thing. But, um, oh, the, the, yeah. the sheep, right? Yeah, Bellwether. Yeah, <laughs> this movie also won an Oscar. I did not yeah. know that. I mean, it makes sense because it's just not just some animated film. There's so much more to it, and um, yeah, there's a lot of definitely good messages. That at least I got from it. Sure, we'll cover it later. But um, yeah, so I saw. So this is their first time seeing it, Roy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaiah, have you seen it? I had not. Did you see it? Yeah, I've I've seen it. Uh, I saw it when it first came out. Uh, cool. My friend and uh, and my parents, and it was it was good. But I, I mean, I didn't even really realize that there's so much more to it. Like you see um, more when I was when I'm older and um, watching it a second time. And uh, definitely, I think I definitely enjoyed it more the second time. It was nice just chilling in my room watching it. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you watch it in your room, not on the big screen? I usually watch stuff down there, but I don't, I don't know. I was feeling it. I mean... I feel. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. It's a little I mean, change It's up. a really nice TV as well. You threw though. the change up. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see not it Mr. Coming. Predictable. <laughs> yeah, you love to see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I that's, that's honestly why I highlighted that. Um, I just said, <laughs> in my room. Because, like, it's so unpredictable. I Isaiah. Mean, What's up? So, uh, when I first suggested this, what did you think it was? Because you obviously were hesitant. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a little prejudiced. I love kids' movies and anime. I do. I just, when I heard Zootopia, I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is this eight-year-old film going to be about? <laughs> Came out on and your birthday, March 4th, 2016. It did? Cool. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just really didn't. I was ignorant. I had no idea what it was about. I read the book by its cover. I heard Zootopia. It sounded like one of those kids' themes parks. That you know, I don't know. I don't even know what to think. <laughs> but I said Roy wants to watch it. Obviously, I'm watching it for the podcast. 
and I started it. And to get into it, we have, of course, the flashback where it was, was similar to Goodfellas. You have the kid. Um, it wasn't quite yeah. a flashback. It was just like a not a flashback. Happened later. What did you guys think of? Um, what do you guys think about the you know film move of doing that? You start early and then you jump ahead. Well, a lot of Disney movies do it, and I think it's good just to kind of see who your character was and then how that translates to later in their life. And yeah, she, it translated I, very well. Because mm-hmm. they, they don't really change ever, uh, other yeah. than appearance. Yeah, appearance. Can I mean, she didn't really change in appearance as either, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I did send this in the chat when I first started watching. Obviously, we're going to talk about all of the really good themes of the movie. But um, with everything with police brutality now, it was mm. not a great look. Like, I want to be a police officer. <laughs> That's true. So that, was and... t- that was tough to watch. No, but the thing is that um, it, it's like, uh, um, what was I going to say? The thing is that all police officers aren't terrible. And there's a lot of great ones out there that really do want to help um, but there's a lot of corrupt, um, terrible racist ones, so... 10,000%. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I, if, if, if lethal officers actually, uh, well, like, the good ones, if they're all good, I mean, I think it's, a, like, a really noble profession to protect people and not, yeah, discriminate, so, and just do, and sh- yeah, serve your, your, you know, your area, your city, your country, in a way, so... Yeah. Shout out to Disney for having the cojones to do a movie like this. In 2016, this was still a topic. It existed. Of course. It's just more now. Mm-hmm. And they went with it. I don't even know another movie that indirectly but directly did it like that. Do you think they would do that now? Um, I mean, yeah. Well, I'm not night, sure well, this movie night. gets released. When was it? Ninety two was like the L.A. riots, and um, and there's been so many other cases and both. Did anything I mean, happen specifically like near twenty ten? I assume they started making the movie. Yeah, maybe. Twenty ten, they started making it. I don't know. I'll see. It takes a lot to animate. Like it takes so much longer to make. It'd be called starting movie. production, right? Yeah. Um. Development, maybe. It could have been in development for six years. Oh, it only took two years. Pretty they probably, they probably had a massive team. Yeah. Wait, wait. Before we like kind of dive in, uh, I just want to say something that's just a part of uh, I think all of our childhoods. You know, when when you would get a Disney disc, like a DVD, and um, yeah. And uh, that would be, like, the coming attractions. Yeah. Like, and they would have, like, Tinkerbell flying around. And oh, would, my God. And then, and then it would it would have, like, some, like, a, it was, like, Mowgli is still going on his adventures in, in the Jungle yeah. Book. And then, and, then, and then it would cut to, like, dude, it would be, like, 15 minutes of just coming attractions when you have a DVD. That like, was so cheese. And I know. And then there'll be some random ass movie that was like, "Oh, Mrs. Millie's Day Off." I'm like, "Who?" 
And then this, I don't know. I just all right, to mention right. that. Wrap it up. But oh, wow. I agree. <laughs> But yeah. Was, so yeah, I just I'm glad we could talk about this because it's it was obviously a talking point then. I think if it released now, it, it would be even more of a talking point. And do you guys think it like I don't know if it it glorifies being a cop, but it shows the good side. It could do both, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. It, I think it does glorify it a little bit, which is not the greatest look right now. That's but it shows what a good cop can be. Yeah. That's, that's, it's like a double-edged sword, you know? So, mm. you, you you gotta be careful with those double-edged swords because there's some great stuff to it. And um, there's also, yeah, a lot of uh, kind of drawback from it. And people can get really angry about uh, glorifying the police force. So as the the total money it made is that just from box office? Because this movie just box did office. so well with throwing in Apple and Uber sponsors and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it made even more. I think it crossed around two billion if you counted toys and merchandise. Damn. Um, I also think though, on the bright side, you know, like almost 90% of cops in the U.S. are males. So I thought it was really cool to show someone mm. who usually yeah. isn't a cop and how they thrived as one. So it, it means you don't have to fit in yeah. to succeed, which I love. That was a great part of it. Yeah, because she's a girl and, you know, somewhat smaller than, like, everyone else. And, um, yeah, so... I yeah, think we'll, um... we'll have to... The bunnies yeah. were supposed to represent women a little bit, how there's not many women cops, and I think how everyone kept calling her cute, and she's like, stop calling me cute. I'm not sure about that, but... that's I, I could easily see that. I also thought it was hilarious. They really made her, like, ridiculously small compared to everyone else. You know, they could have <laughs> made her, like, twice even... as big and gotten the point across. I mean, Nick bunnies are really too, small. Bro. Nick was small. Well, you compare a bunny and a rhino, it's kind of like that. I know, they, they could have made the difference a little bit less pronounced and it still would have gotten the point across. But when she walks into the first meeting, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> damn, she is so tiny compared to everyone. Let's that was clearly what they the wanted me to do. in the room. What's the elephant? No, that was the line in the movie. Yeah, and it's like, it's so-and-so's birthday. Oh, you guys saw it coming, right? You didn't think it was going to be her, right? Of course not. It was some okay. bullshit. It was not. Easter eggs and references in this were amazing. Then, but he also Incredible. said... Incredible. He also said... Right. Oh, Isaiah, I think I know. Oh, yeah. He, he the What the chief said... Um, all right, so today we have, uh, you know, our first uh, um, the cop who's a bunny... And then he's like, no one cares. And then they just moved on. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. What were your three three of your favorite references in this movie? Um, you did a great job of referencing it was amazing. pop culture stuff. Very impressive. Um, yeah, sure. I think I'll go with when they had the weasel guy was selling all the Disney movies and it was like puns. Oh, that was classic. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Did you guys pause to read them? No, but I just read them. Um, no. Oh, I did. I, I got this. I mean, yeah. Um, tangled. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Was Gazelle supposed to be Adele? Shakira. Oh. Shakira. No, but no, like it, the name. 
Uh, no, I mean, I think there's a model that I don't know, but I I don't know. They should have done Adele. That could have been cool too. It was for Shakira. Talking about the Breaking Bad reference. That was incredible. That was did one you, of my favorites. They did the break. Wait, when was that? It's very I mean, subtle. We, should we get to it now or when it happened? Yeah, we can get to it now. I mean, I think we should let. And the- also, didn't they do? I'm, I haven't seen Godfather, and I think we should maybe probably cover it one day on the podcast. Um, we just did Goodfellas, so definitely later in the future. But um, they, I think they did a reference in Godfather. Oh yeah, little- they had a whole character referencing godfather that was much more pronounced than the breaking bad one the breaking bad one that was, was kind of big though basically it was basically you know no there's probably a lot big. more it was big. that we don't even realize oh i'm looking at a list bro they referenced so many other disney movies so um the breaking bad one was doug who was making the flowers which were a metaphor for meth and then he even calls out like hey walt and jesse and those yeah guys are, bro. Course, the and main her- characters in the show, they were snooping. Yeah, it was it was perfect. They even got it down to that big um, cauldron that he poured stuff in. That's how they made the meth, which was blue. The flowers oh, were blue. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I saw it was like, hmm. They lost the door on them in the show, right? Yes, they did. When did you realize, oh, shit. I was honestly, I, I'm usually very late on everything, but it was pretty early when they had already done the Godfather reference. So I said, okay, these guys clearly know their stuff and are willing to make kind of obvious references. And the drugs being blue, seeing Doug, it looked like the lab in Breaking Bad too. And that I think is what clicked for me before anything actually happened. And um, then when um, he said Walt and Jesse, I was like, oh my God, totally. Who was the yeah, Godfather re- character? Well, the, I also the remember. The rat who was going to ice him. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Should we get to the plot, though? One last reference, which was Oh, my amazing. God. It's been almost 20 minutes. Dude, I want to talk like... Well, it's 14, but... Okay. Can we talk about the sloths at the DMV? Yes. Have huh? you, have you, you guys have been to the DMV. I know Roy's been to the DMV. Yeah, I haven't yet, but... The DMV oh. is so slow. And the oh, what's the sloths? Yeah, yeah, they are so slow. Are Bro, when he's like, want to hear a joke, and then he told it to his teammate, I was just, that's just pain times infinity. I was laughing. I, I, it was I thought funny, it was so yeah. Funny. That was one of the promo scenes, like the whole part of the scene they leaked. And then oh, they, they leaked it? Yeah. Well, they didn't okay. leak it. Promo. Um. So we talked a little bit about the beginning, but I really want to get into the plot now. So, can we get our intro music, please? Let's get right. to it. All right. Na, 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 na. Yeah, Which is just, just the Disney intro. Woo! I got that think star. of like a... A song to do from the movie and the Disney intro was there was pretty only awesome. Song. It was called "Try Everything" by Shakira. Yeah, which is cool, but I'd rather do in Disney. Disney class. <laughs> okay, so starting with the movie's plot, she's all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. She gets to her first job after Ooh, finishing first first in her class, and she's assigned. Oh, let's parking. talk about her as a kid. Oh, I thought we did. Not really. Well, what do you I want mean, to talk about? 
Well, so basically you see who she's going to be when she grows up. First of all, her parents are like, nah, they're afraid of predators. And they're saying, no, don't. Dreams are nice as long as you don't chase them. Bro, oh, that was incredible. What a line. <laughs> and then, Stu. And then I like it. <laughs> There's never been a bunny cop. She goes, oh, then I'll be the first trendsetter. I like and that. Yeah, she, yeah, good. Her friends or bunny friends are getting picked on by someone who comes back later and she stands up for them to get their movie tickets or something back or arcade tickets and she gets them back but she gets scratched by a fox and she's like I think got one thing right about me I don't know when to quit and then they go to the present I like that a very small nice a subtle reference, not even a reference, but it, do you guys know the beginning when the wife and her dad. dad, yeah, her parents are talking to her and the dad's like, um, you know, you never settle in life or something. And she says, oh, I settled the, the wife. And it's like, oh, because she thinks Stu's like a deadbeat. Uh, <laughs> oh, I did not even realize that. Yeah, so that, that was a tough look for Stu, the dad. But yeah, so we go to present day where it's a lot gloomier at first being a cop. She's not really respected by Chief Bogo, who is massive. Yeah, this dude is a huge wildebeest. You know who not massive. You know who voiced him? Idris Elba. Okay, I was thinking of the Lion Mayor. Do you know who voiced the mayor? I read it and forgot. J.K. Simmons. He's um J. Jonah Jameson in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Oh, of course. Yeah, he was great. Really he solid voice. Mayor Lionheart is a fantastic name, by the way. That is a great name. That's a reference to, like, from Robin Hood or something. What? Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. King Richard the Lionheart. What did you think of her first day as a traffic cop? Well, so basically, everyone gets to deal with these 14 missing animals, and he goes, you, you're on traffic duty, and she goes, bro, what? And he says, I don't really care, I don't, you're not a real cop, and then he says, um, you have to do 100 tickets by the end of the day, and she has a really good attitude, she, she goes, 100 tickets by the end of the day, I'll do 200 by noon, and that's, if you're trying to work your way up and get minutes or get a higher position, that's what you got to do, exceed expectations. And she does a really good job. And this is where she sees Nick Wilde snooping around, and she gets suspicious. Someone take it from there. Well, um, but the, the fox, right? Okay. Yeah, in the candy store. Beezers just had the most unsure take it from there of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess I'll take the ball. Come on, you got your ISO. Go for it. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> it's just... Just talk about the scene. Okay, I'll talk about it. Because, um, well, so he's seeing this fox, you know, and he's just, like, going to... It's a fox. Like, she, she doesn't know, like, what the fox might eat her, like, in the middle of the road. <laughs> and she doesn't know. She has her fox spray. And, oh, uh, yeah. You know, and, That's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty clever. Um, then she, that, that music, that, that classic, um, mysterious, like, criminal music Maybe. starts playing. Mm. And she walks into the ice cream store and, uh, and he has, like, this baby. And he's like, "Oh, mom, can I have some? 
can I have some ice cream in the... For some reason, the elephant's like, no! <laughs> I know, man. Well, that's kind of like, um... It's, it was kind of segregation. He goes, no, there's shops for yeah. predators, which is oh, yeah, a yeah, reference I, to any group right. that's been segregated or prejudiced against. Yeah, that's true. So Good call. Um, yeah, that was right. definitely yeah, good call. And uh, uh, so the elephant, keep, they keep on having this ar- uh, argument. And, you know, uh, Officer Hops uh, steps up. Judy. Pays for, the, pays for the ice cream. And then... Um, yeah, they leave. So, but then they see some, see some stuff going down that was illegal. Actually, it's not illegal, but kind of. If you screwed up, well, like kind of. Yeah, it was a hustle. Sketchy. Yeah, sketchy. So, anyone else? Anyone else want to talk about that? That's you. Yeah. Can we just talk about going back of it, how annoying it was, even though she did a great job of giving people tickets a second after the meter expired? That's I mean, true. But yeah. she gave it to herself, which I respect. That makes no... I know. I was just like, damn, I, I really don't like traffic cops. That's that making kinda, me like her. That happened her second day. Oh, oh, um, oh. There was a person who said to her, um, yeah. this little kid, Hippo. said, my mom wished you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, bro. That's rough. For I do feel bad. They're, especially the city we live in, the cops are, like, really, they have yeah, a lot of people dedicated. Because they know that people are kind of wealthy and can afford the tickets, so they're going hard for them. And they're always, the, the tickets cost way more than most cities it's really ridiculous it can be like over 60 bucks for a parking ticket it's really just gross like how how like much it is like disgusting because like bro who cares um yeah that's that's all that's all i gotta say so after we see nick pull the the con on the elephant people what's up bro do you want to say what the scam was Go for it. It was a pretty good scan. Yeah, so he gets a giant jumbo pop, and he goes to the rooftop, <laughs> and he uses the sun to melt it, and it goes through the drain into tubes, so he has all the juice in tubes. Then he goes with, um, who's his partner? An elephant? His partner I think. was no, Finnick. It was another fox. It was another uh, fox, yes. Finnick the fox. Finnick. Um, and he puts his paw. I know in these names. That, I think that's the name of a fox, right. like a finnick. It says right. its name is finnick. I don't know. He puts Ooh. his paw in the snow and has a little <laughs> paw imprint. That was pretty cute. And then they pour juice and put a stick and wait for it to freeze. And then they have popsicles. Um, and they start selling them for much more than they're worth. And they, um, they're making a good profit. And then she goes to confront them. I have a quibble with the longevity of this uh, con. Do you guys... Can you let me... Um, talk about it for a second. I want yeah, to see if you it. guys thought about this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great. I mean, the idea, of course, and it clearly works. But if how many elephant popsicle places could there be before you run out of places to con? And then you're not, then no one's going to sell you the popsicle in the first place. So I don't know if here? they know they're getting caught. No, they don't know that. That's the and he can just do point. another type of scam. Yeah, he's he's a sly fox. Yeah. So. 
gets away with this stuff. That is true. I, I didn't see it having much longevity if each place won't sell, will sell to you only once. I don't think they I mean, would, though, but... Yeah. We're, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I respect that, because <laughs> in Goodfellas, you had your nice rant about why didn't this guy Oh, uh, yeah. Well, this isn't plan. nearly as bad as that, but I, <laughs> it's the same idea. <laughs> I'm looking out for stuff like that. But you guys say it's a good scam. I agree. Um, but she gets sidetracked when she sees Mr. We- Duke Weaselton. Yeah. than... Better than Ed and Nettie's scams. Damn, Ed and Nettie's scams are legendary. Those are all other they, never, they had a popular fan too, bro. That one hit different. I need Can we have go. a quick sidetrack to the your favorite Ed and Nettie scam? Pop uh, was close. I thought you said they never worked. They, they don't barely work. They, they don't work. This, like this episode, he hired someone and it worked, and then they left him and they got screwed. But basically, it was like a really cool-looking popsicle with you could see the fruit in it, and it just it was looked huge, so good dude. Animation. They had so good ones where jumbo pops. They would run a restaurant or run a salon and spa, and they actually worked until one of the ads messed up, which was kind of sad. But anyway, she's um, completely abandons <laughs> her parking job to find to track down Duke Weaselton, who was selling. Like onions or something? I don't even no, know. Those or he stole flowers that were yeah. the, that they're they're pretty big. That make them predators on. again. He stole those flowers. Bro, she, I love these names. Yeah, yeah, the they're names great. Are great. They're great. Like Mrs. Otterton. They copied that name from um Frozen. That was someone's name, like the Duke of Wesselton. I'm like, damn, they're just gonna reuse. Well, Weasel is a what? great name. Weasel. So yeah, he's on the move, and she's racing all over town. This is a fantastic chasing, in my opinion. Um, and they go, yeah, really, but... they go into the um, the little critters town, and they're like giants, and it's really funny. And she's about to get him, and he throws a donut at her, and it's about to hit one of the little mice. And she's like, "Damn, do I get him or save the person?" And of course, she saves the person, which has good karma later. But then she traps him in the donut and takes him to the police station to kind of get some respect. Yeah, well, I just like about this movie as there's just little things you have to watch out for that add up and are clutch later on. So Yes, or important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, important. Um, speaking of chasing, and we're going to talk about this when we do a podcast soon about the heist before Christmas, but did you know that... Um, we planned, we wrote a chasing that didn't get filmed. Oh. Really? It, it was going to be filmed on Rodeo Drive. Preston and I oh, were going to yeah. be chasing I Roy. I don't we know. Why it, didn't though. you do that? Why did you scrap it? Because we don't want to like, made it so complicated, Rodeo. but I thought it was going to look so cool. We were going to have a drone. We were going to have handheld camera. We were going to have point of view like a GoPro. I thought it could have looked sick. Except plot-wise, we didn't know what to do. Like, were we gonna cast? Dude, come on, you still, bro, 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 come on, hold on, hold on. You stuck in the ghost scene, and you didn't stick on that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's kind of one of my regrets. Truthful, I didn't really want to film it on Rodeo Drive with everyone. I thought that would have been amazing. No, 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 it's so funny. (laughs) I I understand that, but imagine just everyone just shopping and just looking around. You're just running. Uh, that man, would be would... funny. We'll talk about it. But uh, back on track, back on track. Back on... So, the train 
back on track. Yeah, so she gets back, and even though she caught Duke Weaselton, Chief Bozo, Bo- Bogo is pissed because she, she my recruit. My office now. It's never good. She left her post. He's about to fire her when Mayor Bellwether comes to the rescue saying Mrs. Otterton, who is a local otter, is missing her husband. <laughs> and no one wants to take the case because, I don't know, I guess they don't think she's important because she's an otter or something. And Judy says, hey, I'll take the case. And that yeah, saved her and- job. And I was happy. I, was, I actually thought she was going to get fired and then just do it all on her own. But oh. oh, this movie had a, I'd say a lot of cliches, but they did them very well. Oh, yeah, I agree. For, I, I, I agree because um, <coughs> like I feel like um, cliches uh, are one of like the most important just things and uh, just I don't know, like it's it's hard to explain, but that's like the foundation of a lot that film or tv shows or um or like poems sayings like just there's so many cliches in the world that are the foundation and then they're you build off incorrect and they're incorrectly like overused and they get they get like annoying but they this movie did it well so i agree so this case is related to the 14 missing animals and it's her husband and they give her the case file, and the name Benjamin Clawhauser. He was, I think, a cheetah, and he was like the front desk guy. And he was, I think, he was good comedy relief. That's what I thought was Jonah Hill as a. Um, oh no! <laughs> and the it's just one picture, no um, witnesses, no evidence or anything. But she noticed he was licking the popsicle in the picture, and then she sees Nick in the background like leaving and that's good she she goes yes i have a lead and then she goes talks to nick backtracking the slightest bit a very underrated part of the scene with bellwether uh vouching for judy it kind of throws you off her scent that she could be anyone bad you know she saves her job yeah i'm not even thinking about her as anything but a dismissed assistant mayor so good job by the writing staff, really just subtly making it so why would this person ever oh, be? Okay, I'm going to say something, and you guys tell me if you know what it is for real life. The Mammal Inclusion Initiative. No. no. It was basically affirmative action. Ah. What? Yeah. Oh. Huh. How'd you find that out, BR? You just thought of it, or? No, I watched um, an Easter egg video. I'd say a lot of why, the movies... Why did they call that Easter egg? Because I think, why, like, why oh, they... you just find them out of nowhere. Huh. Easter eggs hmm. have kind of gotten um, an expanded meaning over the years. They used to just mean kind of referring Easter to something egg. else within the universe, I think. Mm-hmm. I could totally be wrong. But now it seems that everyone is always saying Easter egg, and it can be just a reference to something totally unrelated to it. Well, that's what I always thought it was, like, th- no, this was not an Easter egg, it w- might have been a review I saw, um, I listened to, but, yeah. So she goes talks to Nick, does anyone want to talk about that? Yeah, sure, so he's, um, he's kind of just chilling, he's very comfortable with his situation, he, 
he knows he's perceived of the stereotypes of a sly fox and he's really just embraced that he's okay being the slimy guy because he's making a good living tax evasion of course but um (laughs) he doesn't really want to talk to her at all but she over the course of the movie she does a great job of blackmailing him a lot uh what do you think of blackmail i mean that pen cheese that was just great Tell the fans. And he was called a dumb bunny. And, dumb you know, bunny. He got, he got him. She, so basically so. she has this carrot pen and it's a recorder. So she recorded him saying, I've been evading tax and all this. And she goes, well, then you have to come help me. And he goes, no, I don't. And she goes, it's my word against yours. And she goes, actually, it's your word against yours. Yeah, that was pretty sad. Got him. They reused that. Yes, it was a, a lot of things came back. The full circle move. I always I like, like when things reoccur. And I love it. Shows because then it, like, you don't even think about it, but then it hits you right in the face. Yeah, bro. Oh, wow. I hadn't even thought about that since she grabbed it after leaving her apartment. Yeah, exactly. So I just like, yeah, it's interesting how things can reoccur and rebound right in your face. The fox repellent was a great symbol for discrimination. Uh, oh. I guess. I, th- I thought it was a gun. Oh, well, that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. Well, what, wait, what did you think it was, Isaiah? I thought it was a symbol for discrimination. Oh, yeah. oh maybe I'm yeah, just being I Mr. think it's D. a little bit of both. You know, things can have multiple meanings. Yeah, so um, they track uh, Emmett the Otter to a limousine who Nick tells us is owned by a big crime boss, Mr. Big. And they see that Emmett went savage, so they go to Mr. Big, and whoa, this... whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, they went to the yoga place. And I want to say that Yaks was so funny, bro. He like, you know, oh, what I'm... I, to- I totally forgot about that scene. Yeah, so they were led there because he said, "I know he, I don't know where he went, but I know where he was going. I don't know where he is, but I know where he was going." And it was the yoga place, and the yaks was so when he was like no dude i'm getting it bro he just had that type of voice and it was hilarious hippie yeah and he gave her all the clues without even being asked it was just funny (laughs) he's like asking someone for information that he was saying himself Mm -hmm. and then they get the um license plate number which he remembered of course and they go and they're in the limo, and that's when um, Nick realizes whose car it is. He goes, oh, shoot, we got to get out of here. And then these polar bears catch him and take him to Mr. Big. And I want to say I didn't expect Mr. Big to be small. I got caught off guard. <laughs> yeah, they got us. They really got us there because it's not just – which is I think the movie's so clever like that because – you you see the the polar bear, right? And and there's two huge polar bears, and you just oh my god, like that that can't be him. That Mr. Big must be like a huge other polar bear, some other animal. And then they lead you to believe this scary thing is gonna happen, and it's this tiny little mouse, which is hilarious. And he's the yeah he yeah he's the boss, Mr. Mr. Big. Big. And they're about to get iced, which is 
basically death, but that little mouse that Judy's life saved, it was her wedding or something, and she says, oh no, that's the bunny that saved my life, and then they are, they have a new friend, the whole Mr. Big crew, which they use later, and, he's, and mm-hmm. he told, what information did he give them? It was the Night Howlers? Yeah, he told them about uh, the Night Howlers uh, in the rainforest, yes. and there's uh, many districts. Yeah, so, um, and he go, they go to the Jaguar, right? Mm-hmm. Isaiah, yeah. are you there? Okay, I can't hear him. Oh, he is. Yeah, I don't think he's there. Okay, I, th- I think he'll be back, but we'll just talk. So they go to the Jaguar, right? And they're investigating. He's like, what do you guys want? And he says, oh, oh, right before this is Nick's backstory. That's important. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, you did a really good job. Thank you. Um, yeah, Nick's backstory was, which I thought was really one of the biggest so parts sad. of the movie. Was, uh, yeah, he wanted to be a, a like a Boy Scout or whatever and since he was a fox discrimination right which is a huge part in this movie which is one of the big messages in the movie uh and all his like friends told him oh you know you can't join this you're a fox we shouldn't trust you um even though he's never done anything bad before and they put muzzle on him and and he's just treated terribly so then he said to um Officer Hawks, he, he said, oh, Ju- Judy, right. Uh, he said to Judy um, that I've uh, embraced the role that I am in society. And in, in society, there's people um, who, who like, are kind of just, um, what's the word? Um, it's Bullies? Like racist? You, well, yeah, I guess racist, but. Prejudice? Um, yeah, prejudice. Yes, thank you. Um, so that's, I think that's one of the biggest parts in the movie when he talks about his backstory, how people are just prejudiced towards him just because he's a fox. So, also, um, and he kind of embraced the What were life. the two things he learned from that lesson? Um, he learned, oh, to not let people get to him, right? Isaiah said um, he can hear us and he's talking, but it's not working. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Bro, I have no idea what was happening. I didn't do anything. All of a sudden, I'm talking and no one can hear me. <laughs> and I could hear you guys. I'm like, what the hell is going oh, on? that sucks, bro. Um, I'm, um, oh, wait, okay. I'm, yeah, I finally... I was going to tell him where we were, but he knows we were talking about uh, Nick's backstory. <laughs> I hope I can combine the audio. I may have to. We may have to make this a part one, part two pod at worst. We'll figure it out. Um, I, I don't we'll know. Figure yeah, it out, it's folks. So annoying. Um, sorry about that. We're I'm sorry, not, folks. Not in our control. But I was listening. You guys did a good job holding the floor. It was we, so funny. Yeah, <laughs> My favorite. Yeah, I was like, was, um, wait, wait. Yeah, you what? guys are like. Isaiah, are you there? I'm like, of course I'm there. I've been talking all the whole time. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, um. I, even even if you if you're not talking really, you say like, mm-hmm, yeah, you're like yeah, I just know that you're just completely gone. I, guess. I have yeah. no, 
the recording you will hear pick up. or something and i heard bowen talking and i hear myself and i didn't hear anything else i was thinking yo wait what i hope the recording yeah, so we'll have to will figure pick me what, up how, oh that would yo, we might have to make a me talking like guys i'm here <laughs> that would be so funny. So back to the and we we're talking about Nick's backstory. What do you yes. think of that idea? I thought um, the, all these uh, um, cartoons, man, they do such a good job with the backstories. They yeah, always hit hard. Yeah. It's always sad. Killer on my brand, on my emotion. Again, it was stereotypes. Just because he was a fox, guys, are you there? I'm nice just kidding. Try, I'm just nice kidding. try. Get that out of here, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> um, I, it sounds okay. like he did. Nick did a good job as a kid in that Boy Scout, but just because he was a fox, they wouldn't accept him. And that's a lot of people in the world. No matter what you do, people always think where you're from and judge you based on that. Religion. You based race. where you're from. But the people whose words matter are those who actually care for you. Well said. And I thought it was also, um, it was a good contrast between Judy. She's discriminated against, but she keeps fighting. And Nick kind of gave up. He just said, I'm going to lean into it. I'll be a sly fox and I'll still make money. And it shows what different people they are. But in the end, how they can still work together and how opposites attract. I found it very sad. Oh, it was so sad. And... The muzzle gave him PTSD later, but the two things he said he Dude, learned... Dude, that's dark. It was dark, bro. <laughs> he said the two things he learned was that... Uh, what was the first one? That he wouldn't let people get to him. Right? Yeah, he'll never let yeah. people get to him, which I, I think is a good thing. And then the second one, he said, I'll never be anything more than what I am. And then Judy said, Nick, you are so much more than that. And he is. Yes. Like, she was a little cute rat voice. Where she was about to go talk with the jaguar about the night howlers, which she thinks are wolves, but it turns out it's the flowers. Yes. So does that... Where where they got attacked. So they're talking to him, and he's about to let them in. Mm-hmm. I thought we are we at the part where they get access to the traffic cameras and go find Mayor Lionheart or at the Asia? That's a little later. That's but a little pretty, later. But pretty well, Guide they, they bit, go though. into the prison. Okay. Um, they sneak into the prison. No, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. No, they got attacked by the jaguar. They okay, go to the house. They're going to go there very soon. But that's like the next scene. Oh well. You know what? So they go into his house and they're like, tell us about the night house. He goes, okay. So he closed the door to unlock it. And then when he unlocks it, he's feral and he's a primate and <laughs> the cats. Yeah, he's a wild animal and he starts chasing them. And there's this really cool chase scene where they're on the trams and it's hopping from tram to tram. And eventually she they get to safety because she hook handcuffs him to a pole and they yeah. fall down and that's when she called for backup and the police force arrive so she goes up back up to the jaguar to show them but the jaguar had been picked up and taken to the night howler's place and mayor bogo says you're gonna have to turn in your badge and then this was pretty cool when nick stood up for her mm-hmm. and said no, you can't do that. You gave her 
48 hours and she still has 10 left and she's done more than any of your people could have done. It was beautiful seeing him stand up for her. Yeah, and in, in, uh, in two weeks, they didn't do anything and she's done this in not less than two days. I mean, damn, the discrimination is real. If we're talking real life, is Chief Bogo really going to let a little fox tell him what to do? Um, no. Buffalo just slapping him and saying, get the hell out of my face. It's not. It's the law. It's more likely that happens, but I thought it was great. I'm, it was wonderful to see them come closer together in the face of adversity. Another um, proven method for... Tugging at the heartstrings of the viewers. You gotta love it. And Nick opening up about his backstory actually happened after the Jaguar case, but it's irrelevant. Yes. And after this, they go to Mayor Assistant Mayor Bellwether to access the traffic cameras, right? Yes, yes, yes. And that's a big lead. Um, because they... What do they see there? They see the wolves being captured? Yeah, and where the cameras are to avoid them. Oh, yeah, yeah, and sh- sh- again, showing Nick, starting to plant the seeds of Nick being really good at investigating, and maybe he could be a good cop. I thought it was funny when uh, one of the wolves howled, and the, they go, don't and start all the others, and they, they just start howling. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I think yeah. it's one of the best part, uh, like, funny parts. One of the best. So, they go to the the prison, and... They see There's all the mail around. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they realize all 14 of them are right there, then someone's coming. They see Mayor Lionheart looking yeah. so suspicious. And she records him. Did you guys think he was evil the first time you watched it? Yeah, of course. Mm. I. Interesting. Uh, I didn't. Um, I've always been terrible at these types of things, or I can Me never too. figure it out. Like. Like, it's so... That's yeah, one of I my can, strengths. Yeah, yeah, it is one of your strengths. Because I remember Thanks. when we first... <laughs> when we played Kirby in, like, 2013, oh, 2014, yeah. you knew for, like, the first, like, few days or a week that you... This, that, um... The, the guy who... Betrayal. The main... Yeah, the main guy was, That like, was, like, 2012, 2013. Yeah, 2012, mm-hmm. 2013. I remember that. I was like, so Whoa, what did she record him saying? Hiding these animals from the public or something? Yes, because and I think they were dangerous, so he's trying to do the right thing, but for the wrong oh, reason. Yeah, he revealed that he has illegal, illegally imprisoned the savage predators to prevent citywide panic and, by extension, the loss of his reputation. He said he was doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. Good for yeah. Mayor Lionheart. Yes. And, and then... He's they get, they hear trapped. them because the dad chokes and calls them. And yeah, that dude is such a loser off. old movie. Yeah. They, they escape through the toilet to the ocean. That Great was cool. move. Yeah, that, was, that was clutch. I mean, if, when in doubt, go so to the toilet. Evidence, <laughs> and they warn Bogo, and then the police, so they swarm the area. They arrested Lionheart and all those involved, and Bellwether subsequently becomes the new mayor. So you guys still have no idea. Well, I know Bowen, you did, but... No, I had no idea. Mm. I I know when... The moment when I know it's 
it's her, is when they find out that somebody wants these... Somebody is making sure that these predators are getting injected with the flowers. You know? Really? They find... They know that Doug is the one producing it, but then they find out who's the one that wants this to happen. And when I heard that, I still didn't know, but I said to myself, okay, there's like 30 minutes left. The next other character I see in the movie, it's them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 7-Eleven, like, by the way. Um, they have to introduce see her. see some like, civilian walking down the street, and you're like, <gasps> it's them. <laughs> no, like any established character, and I couldn't think of any at the moment because I was so entranced in the movie. But I'm I was so just saying to myself. Like that movie, even though it wasn't my yeah. pick. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm really just like, movie. next person I see, it's going to be them. They have to establish who they are, why they're the villain, and have a whole little villain arc. So. I knew the next person. It was it, and I was right. I was very pleased. Damn. So when you saw her, you thought, "Oh, that's it." Or you oh, the second I saw her, I'm like, "It's her." <laughs> okay. Okay. Having um, and then the next scene, which was my favorite, is when she tells him, "Yo, come be my partner," and he and he's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." But during the press conference with like all the reporters, because she. Um, well, pause for a second. He doesn't say he'll do it. He shows some interest. Yes. Which is a clear distinction, especially after you describe what happens. So continue. Um, she gets pressured, and she kind of ends up saying that it's in their biology, and the condition is reverting them back to their primitive, savage ways. Right. And the reporter was like, so this is only for predators. And she kind of goes, yeah. And Nick, you can see his reaction from the sideline. And he saw the caged animals with the muzzles. And he's getting PTSD. And I, I really loved this part. And then she goes, oh, I did great. I wish I could have shouted you out. And then anyone want to say anything there? I got two notes. One, as a journal, someone studying journalism, she completely choked at that press conference. Yeah, I mean, the pressure. And two... The very sad part is she clearly hurts Nick's feelings a lot, and he gives her back the application process that he had filled out. So it's oh, like, that kind and of, it was so yeah. and it happened so quick. They were so happy before, like, oh my god, you know, you're gonna join me as a police officer, and we're gonna do all these great things together, and it just changed, like, just like that. You know, it reminded me a little bit about Ricky's SAT score. Oh, like she had it, but then she just lost it. And then, like, she looks back. He had, he was going to do it. He had filled out the form while she was up there, but then he gave it back. So sad. And then this part, which was just really hit me when he goes, oh, do you think I'm going to become savage? you think I'm going to eat you? And then she reaches for her fox repellent, which is kind of a gun, and I'm like, oh, snap. Because that's like... That just says so much right she there. She still has the stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. That oh. was sad. I felt even bad. Though, even of all the time they spent together, you know, she's still, like, it, it sometimes, again, like, reoccurs. Like, happens in real life sometimes when, like, there's people who say, oh, we're, I'm not racist and I, you know, I believe in human rights and then, like, they... They don't go in like a store where like some like a black person with a black person or like I go in a 
like they're scared when they walk by like a Muslim person because they're like, oh my god, they're a terrorist. But like, exactly, and so. you think, damn, just when I thought someone was starting to believe in me, which was pretty sad. Yeah. So and he walks out, and she gets stopped by the press, which is another cliche they did very well. Like, damn, he's right there. And sometimes they just let him go, but at least she chased and then she got caught. And then you start seeing the consequences for her words. Um, she quits her job. She quits her job. The Benjamin Clauhauser, who's the front desk, he goes, they said they think it'd be better off if I worked downstairs. The, that was so sad. The pop star Gazelle held a peaceful protest and publicly asked for Zootopia like, to become to together and cherished and she returns to Bunnyborough which is her hometown and she learns from her parents that the f bully that picked on her as, as a kid Gideon Gray that night howlers are toxic flowers that have the psychotrophic effects on mm -hmm. the mammals and make them wild and she realizes this. So she returns to reconcile with Nick. And they locate Weaselton, who explains he's been collecting the Night Howlers and selling to him, them to a ram named Dougs, who owns a secret underground laboratory. An another drug yeah. movie, folks. I mean, <laughs> this, this is the yeah, natural buildup. War on drugs, on. right? Anyone want to talk about the war on drugs? A war on drugs? Just as a whole, why? Well, that's kind of what's happening. I guess. Um, I mean, the flowers are it's just... It's like a government-led initiative that aims to stop illegal drug use. And yes, I read that off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, fair enough. I mean, like... Well, you don't have to talk. I mean, I don't I know. Was, I mean, what, what do you want me to talk flowers. about? It was as simple as the flowers being... No, for I wanted someone to explain it to me, but I just looked it up. So oh, was... well, I, I don't really yeah know that much about it. It's just like... So, Dad, talk about the scene, because this is your show. Well, I really did already. It, it wasn't massive. It was, oh, that's they, true. They go to the lab, and it looks very much like the lab in Breaking Bad, and they had already done the Godfather reference, so I was kind of intrigued. And then the guy's name uh... is Doug. That Doug didn't really have any... Um, name in Breaking Bad, but he has a laboratory. Everything looks the same. The flowers are blue in Breaking Bad. The meth is blue, and especially the kicker is when he says, "Hey, go tell Walt and Jesse." Of course, those are the names of the main characters in Breaking Bad. So I thought that was a great touch to have the Night Howlers clearly be stand-ins for hardcore drugs. This was a great chain scene, um, chase scene on the. Train. It was also a Star Wars reference. How like they couldn't get it going at first. That was to the Millennium Falcon, and they're off. Yeah, I did not know that. Well, it was. Yeah, this is, and, I mean, this is like an action movie. It I mean, is great. I was considering watching it again this morning because I didn't have anything to do, but I'm like, uh, I'm good. What? Damn. Yeah, that, that I, is, I liked it. You must have loved the movie. You. Damn. You. Wow. Again, and so they get the train blows up, but they have a suitcase of mm -hmm. everything. And then that was clutch. If you didn't know here, I mean, I don't know. Why would I not know here that it was Mrs. Um, Bellwether? Why would you think it was her then? Because I mean, dude, she comes 
and she's oh, just Oh, I'm there. saying before that scene. I was oh, no, before. no. Yeah, like, how would you know? Yeah, I knew it was her the second she showed up. Yeah. And then she was being nice, and then she asked for the case. And she, she said, how would you know where we just were? No, just give it to me. And then that so... question, it always gets real when someone asks, how would you have known where I was, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. a great villain reveal. Yeah. Um, and then in all, in all the beans come out. Mad-Eye Moody. Beans. Harry all Potter. Beans. Oh. And you also find out beans. how the animals have been going crazy. They've been shooting like a sniper. Shot him yeah, through the, window, the car and his house. Yeah. And she has them trapped in... What was it? The lower area? Well, yeah. Why don't you guys talk about how what Bellwether is doing and why it's so bad? Beezers, do you want that? Or I'll, oh, I'll yeah, just... sure. Um, well, what she's... Right, about uh, drugging these animals, right? Yes. Okay, so what she's doing why? is... Um, she's, uh, well, she's doing it because... Um, she wants kind of the right the prey to be like um to be like over uh, overpowering the the predators and people to if uh they're afraid of the predators right yes yeah so that was that was pretty much the reason why she was doing that and uh yeah so yeah it's pretty evil it is i found it very deep and maybe i'm looking into it too much, but with all of the references and symbols in this movie to real life issues, it was kind of like she was... Like, I think like it's a white I don't think you're overlooking it. Like a white, white supremacist, like yeah. wanting to have everyone be fearful of people who aren't white and demonize them and be the superior race. I, that like is, And I thought it was really scary when I was... That's like neo-Nazi. Yeah, processing yeah. what she wanted. She wanted people... It, she wanted segregation. She wanted people to look down on predators just because they were different from prey. So yeah, so that's obvious. Yeah, I, I, I think she I was also a little scared. I really don't think you're overlooking it at all. I mean, I think it's mm -hmm. in some children's movies they're just like oh they're happy and fun but then there's so, uh, many that have really especially disney and pixar movies that have really deep meanings to underline like um you know the real issues in the world so yeah what did you guys think of the final um nick and judy trick they pulled with the blueberry oh i literally wrote down blueberry carrot cheese <laughs> Why are you talking about so she shoots Nick with what she thinks is a flower, and Nick plays it off like he's or what Bellwether it. believes is a flower. Well, yes, what she Bellwether believes is the flower, and he plays it off as if he's getting transformed, and he starts hunting Judy, and he's about to kill her, and then they reveal it, and it's a flat. It's a reference to earlier in the film, the little skit they did, like oh blood, blood everywhere. And then they explained they loaded it with a blueberry. So that's, they got it from the farm. That's the blueberry part. And then um, she goes, well, it's still my word against yours. And then he goes, well, actually, it's your word against yours. And they use a carrot recorder. So that's the carrot. And then it's just cheese. So it's blueberry carrot cheese. Did you see the carrot recorder coming? 
Um, yes. Oh. Another thing I saw her coming with the recorder was when they were reconciling and he paused for a second. I'm like, oh, he got that on a record. And then you hear that. <laughs> what's, what's, rec- what's reconciling me? Makeup. Oh. Like they became friends again. Oh. That was that was a great <laughs> a ending. Pretty good word. I mean, never heard it before, but thank you. Nice. To my vote. I like Popular. how she yeah add it to the arsenal, to the yeah. repertoire. <laughs> and then Nick joins the ZPD with her. Beautiful ending. And it was a little weird. Wasn't there was some romantic thing they said at the end, which I didn't really get that type of vibes. No, there's no. I didn't see anything. There will be sources say a sequel though. Ooh. Yeah. I think it'll be good. I mean, I really hope that it will be good because I think most sequels, most, not all of them, but most sequels are usually very bad. That's um, kind of true. Name uh, one good sequel. I think. Uh, Star well, I guess episode five. What? The, like the episode four to five because it was really one to two. That was a oh, great sequel. Star Wars? Okay. Oh, nice choice. I guess. Um, yeah, I would also have to agree with um, Star Wars, and also, uh, I mean, I've re- I've heard that the the Fast and Furious films. Oh, really? Are really good. Um, we get it, Dark Knight. But yeah, but fair <laughs> what? Enough. I didn't say anything. Well, I know what you're thinking. And then I'm gonna Shrek. say, yeah, and, and then probably oh, I know you, the Dark Knight. That's dark like Knight. I think that's the best leap. In my opinion, yeah. But Shrek too. I remember Five. when he came over, and you're like, "Bowen, just kind of randomly come over late at night, and we're gonna watch The Dark Knight," and that was so awesome. And getting to watch in um on your yeah, screen, was so yeah, that was really fun. fun. And that then I took so... Roy to the 10 year anniversary on IMAX, and it was huge. Didn't you feel like you were right there, Roy? Yeah, I got a sick shirt there. You like... did. Yeah, it was a Dragon Ball Goku UI. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, um, one scene if, yeah. I want to talk about before we get to awards, or did you have something else to say? I was just going to ask, Did you have you ever felt that feeling at an IMAX before of being that close in the movie? I personally had never. Um, um, I don't think so, but it it didn't stand out that much to me. I just uh, really enjoyed it. Cool. So I think... Continue. I've seen 3D IMAX, and that is cool. Yeah. Uh, for, like, nature films, I've seen this butterfly one for, like, school, and I see, I saw it twice, and all the, like, butterflies just start, they start, there's, like, millions of butterflies mm-hmm. start flying, and you see, like, they're right in your face. And so That's cool. cool. And, Roy, keep your thought in your head, but there's three levels to this IMAX stuff. Level one is you watch in a regular movie theater, and it was shot with a regular camera. Level two is you watch that a movie that was shot in IMAX, but on a regular movie. And then you see a movie that was shot with IMAX cameras on an IMAX screen, and it's special. Uh, and 3D. It hits diff. It does. So, Roy, what were you saying about... Uh, um, at the end, so he called the sloth. I know someone who's really fast, and they kind of gloss over it because he's slow. You'd think, oh, it's sarcasm. But then he gets a speeding ticket at the end, the sloth. And that was just good irony. Yeah, that was funny. Screw the sloth, man. Screw the DMV. They're way too slow. It's ridiculous. Is it that really? Was, is that, that like. No, uh, that was funny. funny. What's up, Bone? Oh, I, I've never been to DMV, mm-hmm. but is that really like just. 
terrible because uh, I've heard so many jokes about it, and especially in this movie, the pain for many reasons. I will. Yes, Roy. Um, did you you didn't like that scene with the sloths in the? No, I enjoyed it. I just wanted to say Bone was asking a question: Is the DMV oh. that bad? To give the DMV a teensy bit of credit, obviously it was exaggerated in the movie, but. It is still to the point where someone will slowly pick up a paper, walk over, no rush at all, staple it, bring it back. Like, it's a very slow, lot of waiting, a lot of very incompetent people working there. So it wasn't that much of an exaggeration. Ah, wow. Let's Wait. get to awards. Yes. Yeah, so, so we did finish the movie. Yeah, uh, I didn't even notice that we did because we sidetracked. And... Had a good ending with the Shakira performance. It was, that was cute. Good. Just she was like everyone loved her for some reason, and they're doing like a face app. So that was just like everyone's dream. Who were your six? Who was your six man of the movie, bro? I'm gonna go with Yax. Um... Who? <laughs> the the <laughs> stoner like, guy. Yeah, oh, the stoner guy. Okay. He he was also really important. He gave him a lot of information, but I True. just thought it was really funny. Nice, good choice, Bone. Um, I'm gonna say uh, the actually like the the she the the the, the assistant was actually huge because Bella? she gave yeah. yeah she gave her yeah. the chance to even join the the, the police department. So she, it's like she did terrible things with the nightshade, and then then she was she gave her the chance. And then she was caught by the same person, which is... Mm. Kind of screwed herself. Yeah, exactly. My Didn't sixth man <laughs> was Stu. He was yeah. barely in the movie. Give it up for Stu. <laughs> Who was Stu? You're joking, the, right? Exactly. No, the oh, dad. the dad, bro. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, don't go. Dude, he was don't terrible. He got him caught in the... The flower with the, all the animals. He got him caught. The dad was a clown, man. First of all, like Roy alluded to, um, what was the dream quote? Oh, he's like, um, dreams are great to have as long as you don't really follow them. I was dying when I heard I was just cracking up. I was like, this I dude know. is a clown. That is the worst advice I could You know who he uh, had similar character design to? The Red Monsters and Monsters University. Yeah, he had what that Red vibe. Monsters? The monster, the tentacled guy with the glasses and the oh. Don. Don. Oh, that guy. <laughs> I love Don. Oh, We've seen God. that movie a couple times, but I'd love to watch it again soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's Stu because he's also just so cautious. When they see the parking uniform on her, they're like, oh, you're a parking cop. Thank you're God. not a real cop. Yeah, dude, that's tough. Stu is a really bad dad, but he's kind, and he's Wait, just a me? simple man, and he's barely in the movie, and I enjoyed him. Okay. Beezers. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really know how to he's, he's a six man. Did you? <laughs> but, uh, okay. Um... Opnis Prime. Oh yeah, inspiration. Yeah. Uh, who do you want? Should I go first? Bowen, who's your six man? He gave a six man. Bro. I, I Where did. were you? <laughs> who was it? I said, um. It oh, was, was. Yes, my bad. <laughs> the chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here, um, BR. Yes. Yeah, okay. So I guess Roy should go first because no, Bowen, you're gonna go All first right. on this turn because that's right. what he gets from this. Okay, gracias. Um, 
um, I guess, um, it was just the, the fact that they're always talking about trying in the film and just to try and do your best, try and make your dreams come true, try and be the best, yeah, yeah, the best that you can, and just, um, I can't, I don't have, like, a, I definitely, a quote. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, like, a quote, but they said that um, a lot throughout the movie, so I thought that's one of the inspirational quotes, because in life, I mean, um, there's a lot of bad things to happen in life, and you might think that you won't be able to make it in life, but then you just gotta try your best and make, do the best. You can't. Mine was um, her sticking up to the bullies as a little kid. She was that was nine. awesome. She was 24, like, for most of the movie. But when she was sticking up to the bullies, um, people would go, oh, you're so small, you can't do anything. But it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. And you kind of see it with, like, P.J. Tucker. He's been <laughs> fighting Lakers. He's giving up so many inches to these great, taller, more athletic players. But he's playing his heart out, and the team really struggles when he's not on the court. He's such a beast. Yeah. I have to agree with that. I like that. I'd, I'd say it was inspiring just to see her become a cop because that was her dream and yeah. the odds were so against her. And she was a great cop. Great cop. Um, any music? I don't I don't know if I had a music. What? Bowen, Optimus Prime. Dude, I... Bro, what, what is wrong got with Ah, you got me. You got me I too, got man. Me. I thought you were just completely bumbling this whole thing. I, I got him, bro. I had it. Uh, Thank. You. I feel like I feel like that's something Dad would say. It is like, not would <laughs> say, but that's the type of joke he'd make. This is the type of joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That. Yeah, music um, was just the try know. everything song by Shakira, which was pretty good. It was uplifting. I don't know if this is a music category thing. There wasn't a lot. Yeah, yeah, it um, wasn't really. I just like, hey, it's a Disney movie. The Disney intro—that's such a infamous, uh, you know, intro theme score. So, can I just give props to Disney music? Next Oof. door, Roy. What was your Daffy Duck funny moment? Um, I say when she goes, does me um not be able. One sec. Um, you guys talk. I want to get this quote exactly. Okay. Uh, okay. So the f- yeah. I'll go. The funniest character, um, for me at least, I thought the fat cheetah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, uh, every time he was just so funny and and um, uh, com- I mean this movie isn't some serious movie, but you know <laughs> when shit went down, he was he was there for us, and I was so sad when he was packing up because. People were calling him a predator of all people. I mean, this guy was just eating donuts all day. I know, man. Um, yeah, man. I that's... just thought he was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, he just had a really good energy. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought he was the funniest character. Um, I I think the funniest moment for me was Stu and the mom being like, thank God you're not a real cop. <laughs> that's just a tough look bro it was sad i thought they'd be disappointed for her but they didn't care they were just happy she wasn't doing dangerous stuff i did find mine um congrats that was me but 
So she goes, look, see, um, see him, the otter's missing. Then Nick goes, well, then they should have gotten a real cop to find him, which is funny, but it doesn't end there. Then she goes, what is your problem? Does somehow, does seeing me fail somehow make you feel about your own sad, miserable life? He goes, it does, 100%. Oh, that was great. I love that. That's just great. <laughs> what about, like, um, you don't know what to say. Emotional, I'm going to say Nick's backstory and, um, Hundo. When he had PTSD and how she kind of pulled the gun on him. Like, mm -hmm. that, it got me in my feels. Aww. <laughs> Baby Roy. Yeah, I agree with you for both. Both of those. <laughs> Beezers? Um, I, I also agree with um, his backstory. Um, because let me, this is, I've kind of been, uh, we've mentioned this before, but this is more my big statement. Uh, so, so, like, this makes a big statement in real life because people have, like, um, pre-existing ideologies about different people. Yeah. Uh, religions and, ex like, etc. I'm reading, like, Red wrote, um, uh, and then, like, a racist thinks, like, all black people are burglars. People think all, uh, I'm... Uh, I don't know what to call these types of people, but people who are uh, who hate different religions, um, people th th hate these like, prejudice. yeah prejudice. Uh, thank you again. I forgot the word. Uh, to think uh, all Muslims are terrorists, and then sexist people think all women uh, are weak. So, and then I also wrote, and some people don't think they can be seen differently. So like. Uh, a lot of people think, oh man, the whole world sees me like this, I can't change, and this is just my life, but it's not, like, um, there's definitely uh, people like us, and some of the other people who stand up for these people, and we're all just people, you know, and, you know, yeah, so, it's, it's sad, so, um, yeah, we're, um, yes. oh, keep going, or are you done? Uh, yeah, so, uh, it's it's uh it's not true. No matter what your race, sex, or religion is, it's it doesn't define who you are. Exactly. So uh, yeah. There were a few th things that they said, and I'm like, damn, I've seen that so many times. For example, when she says, "Oh, Nick, you're really you were very articulate for a fox." That's kind of a lot of people when a black person's are articulate they get surprised and they're like no that's not supposed to happen why not and also mm -hmm. when someone goes you bunnies are so emotional that was also kind of a reference to women i think yeah i'm pretty sure yeah there were other things when someone's like go back to the jungle predator and there you go oh i'm from the savannah it's like they don't really care they just associate you with oh, whatever that place may be where your home country would be well yeah. said, guys. I think you're really in the nail on the coffin. All of the symbolisms and metaphors in this. I I really don't think we're being over. I don't. I really don't think we're overanalyzing. We're under. Exactly. Uh, I didn't even realize it when I first watched it. Um, when it first came out, it got a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, damn. And I heard like it. the people who didn't rate it well were like people who don't think. Um, that or people who do think you should be discriminated against, I guess <laughs> so, uh, that should stay enough by itself. 
What about, all right, here's our next award. I find it pretty funny. It's kind of obvious. Dynamic duo. Nick and Judy, I mean, name another duo. Stu and the mom. (laughs) (laughs) They're a pretty dynamic duo and trying to crush their daughter's dream. Nick and the little other fox he was with. Okay, okay. Oh, you, you know what? That was a you know very That's underrated one. That's a little you're you're uh, um you're thinking outside the box there. The fuck. Dude, that guy was hilarious too. Yeah, bro, he was so dark voice, dark um deep voice, deep, deep voiced. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love it. Yeah. So I we all dynamic duo is obvious. So we got four awards left. Um, the next one is the toughest look award. I'm gonna go with um, the hustler got hustled. I you, I could easily go not a real cop, but that's almost more sad. So basically, when she um, Nick was like, "You just got hustled," when they um, talked earlier, and then she recorded him and blackmailed him, and she goes, "The hustler just got hustled," and that's like a student became the master type thing. That was tough for Nick. Um, I guess I'm going to say, um, when, when, uh, Judy told everyone that all predators are bad, um, that was tough because, and of course, um, Nick, Judy told who? Uh, like, uh, to the press and the whole world. Oh, yeah. All predators. She, she just, in one second, she's changed the whole world right there. I mean, that's tough, bro. I mean, uh. Yeah, so that's yeah. I think that was tough. And you gotta sad. be careful when you have a big platform like this. I mean, it could we could have to be careful, but we don't really have a big platform. But you never know if one of us make it big, they could find this. And not that we said anything wrong, just be careful what you're saying and to who you're saying it to. Well, yeah. That's why I always trust you guys with this stuff because um, one, I don't. I don't expect you guys to ever say anything bad, but to um, like, I'm always looking out for all of us. Like if any yeah. of us do happen to say something that I don't think is good, like I'll, I'll definitely cut it out, but that's never happened. Yeah. It's um, never happened because we're just not we're just good studies. kids, man. Yeah. They, I mean, it's just like, yeah. Um, but I think we're all looking out for each other. If one of us does ever mess up, like, say yo we shouldn't keep this in but anytime we talk about sensitive subjects i think we're all always on the right side we're speaking about it really well and you guys really understand and are compassionate for everyone and sometimes um um some someone might say something that might not sound good um and but then you realize it later like oh shoot it, it just came out of my mouth wrong you know so we, yeah, if there, if there are things that was, like she I mean, didn't, mean, I, I really don't think we've said anything bad. Um, I mean, I'm, we haven't, but if like in the moment, then someone that says we don't mean anything, yeah, yeah, so we're, we're, not trying, we're not trying to on stage. She didn't think she offended everyone, and then she goes, Oh, Nick, you're not like them, yeah, goes, that's yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And she didn't even mean that, it's just. She just wasn't thinking right, or right. she panicked. It's yeah. kind of what you were saying with um, telling some people that they're like they speak very eloquently. Some mm-hmm. people who um, are 
think they're kind of innocent and just saying it as a compliment or just think they're complimenting someone, you know? So it really yeah. can just be as simple as that. Um, going back to uh, the awards, did you guys both give your toughest look award? I did. I only did. I did. You never heard mine. I mean, Wait, no, I did? went, but I, why do you not hear mine? Poor Bowens. I totally forgot both of your tough look awards. Mine was the Hustler Got Hustled. No, because I, I was like, I said it when she. T- I, we just talked about it. How I know. How she was just saying, um, all predators are bad. The end. That's what I said. Tough look. Beezers, I love you. You have so many great points. I gotta be honest, I just completely forgot. <laughs> no, it's okay. I've had, I always have my blackout moments. Um, I'll give mine if you guys forget. I, I forgive you. Um, <laughs> I thought the toughest look was when she first is um, interrogating Nick after he scammed her, and then he says, no, but you just walked in submit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another one was like, I didn't scam you, but he did. And then he disappears. It was like, whoa. That was great. All right. MJ Clutch. I think we all got it. I mean, there's a lot of options you could mm-hmm. go with. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we you all You could got go it. with um, the Yaks guy. He gave so much information. You could go with Nick because she wouldn't have been able to get there without him. But I'm obviously, I'm just going to go Judy because she was the initiator. And then she got help from there. Even mm-hmm. Bellwether saved her. All right. Uh, Isaiah, I want you to go next. Cause, oh, okay. Um, cause I thought the clutchest I'm... moment was Nick saving the briefcase from the burning train. Oh, I was like, yo, oh, that's that your was evidence. Good. That was good. That I was a very clutch moment. Late in the film, the stakes are high. You don't have a lot of screen time to do much else. So you really pulled through. What about you, Bowen? All right. Were drum I'll roll for mine because that was a really good one. Um, and I'm not saying mine is better or worse, but just different. So mine is the dad, um, ah. because he told them about the nightshade. All hope was lost. That and wasn't him. It wasn't him. I thought no. that was Gideon Gray. The I thought they kind of both referenced it. Well, it okay, was like the, 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 well, I'll give you that. Point. Yeah, the dad and the, the other fox guy, um, because. It all it seemed all hope was lost, and then they, she was just working at her carrot uh, store. I love how we called her carrot. And they talked oh. about the, those flowers, the nightshade, and they talked. Yeah. And then she just got in her car and drove back and solved the case. I mean, without that little information, that would have never happened. I'd and say she, Stu's entire character is a tough look. I mean, his wife admits she thought she downgraded when marrying him. So. I also um want to point out Gideon Gray he went from a bully as a kid to like a farmer and a really good guy. So it's just like you don't know people's backstories. He said he had like a lot of pent up anger and you always want to give people a second chance, but you don't want to just let them take control of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing. Usually bullies are really just troubled kids. Yeah, because if their lives were perfect, they wouldn't find the need to bully. Usually they don't have enough attention at home or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So again, this movie was great, and I, um, obviously, I'm sure a lot of little kids watched it, didn't think about that stuff, just saw a fun heist. But I think it was also great for the parents. Definitely, bro. I was mean to say something. If you're done, I'm done. So usually it's like a bunch of kids movies, and the parents are like, "Oh my god, we have to go," and then um, Disney and 
Pixar and DreamWorks started throwing stuff in for the parents, like little joke, adult jokes, um, usually sexual. I mean, we saw some naked animals in this movie. Oh, I wanted to talk about that scene. That was so funny, bro. They're like, oh my god, I can't look. But it's like, we see no, it. finish your important. Okay, and um, the parents, now they're making movie kind of for the parents, but they have to give some stuff for the kids. Yes. It's like a real life topic surrounded by animation and animals and all this stuff. It's the MJ meme. <laughs> Which meme? Them kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! That from Westbrook when he started cussing at like the baby. Section. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna send you it because you probably don't know what we're talking about. Did you see the meme of Russ um, screaming and then the audience and it's the picture of the baby section? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, we have two more awards, folks. Sorry for getting off track. Twenty percent of the wait, time. Wait. Wait. Oh, dang! I just searched up that meme. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's great. Dude, I'm I'm putting that on my desktop. Right Michael now. Jordan one with the kids. Yeah, I know. And the tweet it's from. Let me find it. Search it um, up on your own time, folks. Oh my god. Yeah, just bro, type in Michael hilarious. Jordan them kids mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, good meme. <laughs> What's your favorite application for the meme? By the way, folks, the meme is a picture of MJ, and the caption is "F them kids." <laughs> no, you ruined it. What, what do you mean? Have figured out on their own, yo. It's it's fine. It's um, not a big deal. No, it think. blew my mind when I saw it. Um, best application for that meme? There's so many. Oh, I feel oh, like I should think of one. Okay, come on, yeah. Or when LeBron, like, so LeBron had a, a shirt that said, vote or die. Oh. And a little kid, like, LeBron, I'm 12, I can't vote, I don't want to die, and someone put that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that, dude, I'm not, I barely miss um, voting. Um, oh, that's tough. like, a few weeks. Bro. Oh, that's so I guess he's. He's applying into me, F them kids. I'm going to die, bro. LeBron's going to come in my room. Another thing, I saw it. With a murder knife and stab me. Someone was like, yo, I'm not going to force my kids to wear a mask. I don't want to do that. And someone's like, damn. Then uh, they didn't make a threat, but they're like, they said something. Then your kids are going to die because you're treating them like that. And she goes, did you just threaten my kids? (laughs) 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 Oh. It's great. Uh, you have a couple uh, more awards, right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, folks. come on, um, come on. Let's we have the MVP award, uh, Roy. Judy. Yeah, it's Judy. I mean, Nick's also, a co-MVP, but uh, it's totally Judy. It definitely is Judy. Um, next. And the final Judy. award, favorite, favorite scene. Mine's a press conference, and then where they kind of break up. I just love... That when she reached for the fox repellent and then his reaction, it's just, it was really good. Um, it was like cliche, they break up and come back together, but they did it almost perfectly. Yeah. Uh, I think nice. when they, I, I really just enjoyed the scene when they break into the prison because that was such a um, that was great. huge part of the movie because that's when it starts tying in together and also when all the wolves 
Oh, that right. was hilarious. Um, that also just hit me. It's kind of like kicking and screaming when they all oh, start okay. out. <laughs> uh, let's bay at the moon. That's oh, great. Yeah, how about you, Isaiah? Oh, good question. My favorite scene is probably the final chase on the train and then how it kind of bleeds into Bellwether and the confrontation. That was good. It um, really flowed very well, the movie. Great pacing. Yeah, great pick, man. And uh, anything Thank you. Do you want to talk about the naked scene just as a side? Um, I mean, sure. I know really? when I get mad when I'm watching a video and someone says, Oh, let's talk about this, and then it gets sidetracked, and they just don't ever talk about it. And like, oh damn, they never talked about. That. I feel so. I th- I found that really funny, and I forgot to mention it because we're so used. We see an animal clothed, and we'd be like, "Yo, what the hell?" And so <laughs> they see one naked, and she's like not looking and holding her eyes, covering her face, and I'm just like, "Damn, bro, it's polar opposite." And that that could be us. I mean, if we started seeing animals, if we started seeing humans naked, which I mean, uh, do, but you know, <laughs> um, yeah. can we talk about the F them kids um, origin video. Yes, I was gonna watch it, but I didn't want it to overplay. Talk about it. So basically, Chris Paul has Michael Jordan at his kids' wow. camp over the summer. <laughs> And there's like 300 kids in attendance. And they're all really young, looking pleased. And Chris Paul brings Michael Jordan up. He says, okay, Mike, you're going to shoot all the way around the world of the court. And if you miss three shots, then the whole basketball camp gets free Jordans. And, and Mike, and I, I forget if Michael missed one or two, but he did not miss three. And the kids are like, oh, man. And that's where it comes from. <laughs> Yeah, but missed the shots. It was great. So yeah, that was. I thought we did a pretty good job, but we finally got there. We finished Utopia. Any final thoughts? Um. Well, you got to end it, Roy. You know. Oh, good rating. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you drop a five star, drop a review. Tell us what you thought about the movie. Um, what movie we should do next? Share with your friends. Thanks for listening. I mean, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah, actually, I have no say in what we do next because uh, Isaiah's pick, and uh, yeah, so. I mean, if someone recommends, I'll use that as my. Uh, okay, pick. that is that is. I true. do quickly have a question for you guys. So I was talking to my dad yesterday. Mm-hmm. God damn it! I wish and oh, he recommended. Dad. Yeah, so let me see how long that is. It's either that or the Wolf of Wall Street, which I think is um. There's there's a lot of uh, nudity, Ooh, sex, and deep. drugs in it. But I think it's a really fun, great movie, and it was Scorsese. So I'm gonna let you guys choose between that movie and Butch Cassidy. Okay, Wolf of Wall Street's three hours. I'm going Butch Cassidy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll think about it. I'll have a more detailed response later. But all right, now it's okay, guys. Good episode, and I will combine the audio, and it'll all be nice. Oh, take the first ten seconds of the first clip. Yeah, yeah, thank we'll you. Figure um, out. All right, guys. I got. Love it. y'all. Have fun. See you guys. Um, be well. Be well.